Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, it's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's mint shoe. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. How do you stop communism? How do you really stop it? We're going to talk about that today. At the end of our history story, we're going to talk about a scary truth we have to acknowledge about ourselves. I'm looking at this headline about China, and it didn't make me think about China. It made me think about ourselves, and I thought, oh, man, that, yikes. (laughs) We're going to talk about Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi's homes being vandalized. Not that I think you care about that stuff specifically, but... I have a huge concern. The Oracle's about to make another prediction, and it's going to be dark. What, Chris? I can refer to myself by my nicknames in the third person. It's a new year. I may refer to myself as Sombrero Jesse, the Shogun. What? What? We have hilarious podcast reviews that I will that I will, that I will read today. A mountain of emails. I don't know if I'll get to those. We're going to talk about finally a decent use for a toupee. Proud of you, buddy. It's Medal of Honor Monday. Remember, every single Monday, every Monday, we read a Medal of Honor citation to honor them. But first, as we always do, nothing's changed here in the year 2021, even though now we're growing extremely rapidly. It's time for us to rewind first and go all the way back to 1920. This is not a World War I story. It's not a World War II story. What it is is fairly interesting, in my opinion, for a variety of reasons. But one of the main reasons is you don't really think about anything that happened in foreign lands between World War One and World War Two, do you? Chris is shaking his head. You don't. I don't. You and I only have so much brain space. I mean, granted, yours is much, much less than mine. That's why I have almost three years of community college credits accredited. In all seriousness, we only have, you and I, so much brain information. That's why I don't drown you in details of the stories I tell. It ruins the story. You're uh, trying to memorize the names and the dates and, the, and you miss the actual story, what it's, what it's about. You know high points of history. And you know not necessarily American history because you would probably do some Roaring Twenties, Great Depression stuff in between World War I and World War II. But in foreign lands, it's just there was World War I and then a couple things and then World War II. That's not really true. Not really true. Poland, I find to be a fascinating place, not because of the hilarious Polish jokes that are still floating around out there, which we tell on occasion because the show is inappropriate. And I'll, all right, let's do my first side note. We're about 30 seconds into the show and I'm already getting sidetracked. 
Remember this, though, about the Polish jokes. Yes, they're hilarious. Yes, you should make them with your friends as often as possible, as you should all inappropriate jokes because that's what life's about. But did you know the Nazis actually started the Polish jokes? It was Nazi propaganda that started the Polish jokes. The Soviets loved it so much, they pushed it on. They pushed it into American Hollywood. They pushed it into the American culture so the American people would think less of the Poles while the Soviets and the Nazis spit-roasted them in World War II. How about that? Anyway, have you ever wondered where that Soviet-Nazi spit-roasting idea came from? Well, things don't happen in a vacuum. You remember World War II, Hitler invades from one side, Soviet takes the other side, Poland took it on the chin in World War II badly. Badly. Why? Where'd that come from? Well, it's complicated. In the late 1700s, Poland was a place, but they were a place that was constantly being feasted on by their stronger neighbors, constantly being feasted on. Austria-Hungary, Russia, Germany, other, uh, they're constantly taking this part of Poland, taking that part of Poland. They're surrounded by people more powerful than they are, and they're just picking at the Poles. And if you're a person, like what, like one of the main characters in today's story, really the only character I'll talk to you about for the most part, Joseph Pilsudski, and I'm sh- going to screw up that Polish name at some point, but Joseph Pilsudski, he grew up his life, and they had, you know, a family home, and one day you wake up and you're under Polish control, and the next day you wake up and the Russians are in control of it. You and I can't relate to that life, right? I, I certainly cannot. There are people today and throughout history who will live in a certain place and not move and have brand new governments all the time. Complete transitions. If you're a Pole, you're constantly being yanked back and forth. And it's ugly. It's really, really ugly lots of the time. So, World War I happened. And remember this, we do have to talk briefly about World War I in order to talk about what we talk about today. World War I was a major realignment of the world. I get some pushback when I say this. Some people agree with me. Some people disagree. But it is argued, and I argue this, that as far as reshaping the world as you and I know it today, World War I was more consequential than World War II. You know the financial capital of the world today, the United States of America? Woohoo! You know what it was pre World War I? Britain. Then during World War I, that shifted to America as we continued to sell all the goods they needed, and we got really, really rich off of it. The Russia. Russia becoming the Soviet Union. Communist revolution. How did that happen? I mean, and what is bigger for the 20th century than the communist revolution and the spread of communism, which we're going to talk a lot about today? What's bigger than that? I mean, nothing. Think about, think about 
100 million people murdered by communism in the 20th century alone? Where did that happen? How did that happen? World War I. That's how that happened. You see, huge shifts took place. Austria-Hungary. Have you ever visited Austria-Hungary in your life? No, you haven't because it doesn't exist anymore. Because of things like World War I. After World War I, there was a situation between Russia and Poland, and the situation was this. You see, they had this gigantic Russian Revolution, 1917. Russia pulls out of World War I because the commies, Lenin, and all those scumbags start taking over. The czar abdicates his throne. You know this story. But what happens a lot is when we talk about the Russian Revolution, we just say that, and that's the extent to which we cover it. Oh, there was a Russian Revolution, and the communists took over. No. It was long and bloody, and there were many factions fighting for control of Russia. The commies didn't just walk in and take over. And that produced something else in Poland. I'll tell you what that something else is and why I'm very concerned about homes being vandalized. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Doctors trusted CBD company made my life easier. And it's not just, not just the CBD. And look, I choose CBD because natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, these things are known to help alleviate the things that plague all of us. I mean, joint pain, sleeplessness, anxiety. That's the reason I choose CBD. But Doctors Trusted CBD made my life easier because they went out and researched the entire industry to find the best. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics, which is made in the USA and USDA certified organic. You only get the best products at DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. When you do that, that gets you 5% off and a free lip balm. Remember, it's Medal of Honor Monday today. We will read a Medal of Honor citation later on in the show. We got Michael Malice coming up next hour. Always has something interesting to say. You know we're going to hear his take on cops as the right is starting to turn on cops. It's going to be quite a show. But back to this quick Russian Revolution thing. Remember, this was not, it wasn't 30 seconds. The czar abdicated and the commies took over and that was it. No, no, it was bloody, bloody battles, bloody wars being fought. And Russia was hurting before that because of World War I. 
because Russia was trying to modernize and it was being mismanaged. Essentially, Russia, the constant big bear juggernaut that it has been throughout history, was having some down years. Empires, even powerful ones, have down years. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes it's the end. You just don't know. But Russia was having some downtime post-World War I. Germany having a bit of a rough patch after World War I, which famously led to World War II. Poland, they're looking around. Remember, they've been feasted on by these bigger countries, and they've lost territory and lost territory and lost territory. They're looking around post-World War I and saying to themselves, well, what's stopping us from taking it all back right now? What is stopping us from going after the commies? Because Poland was very concerned about communism. They said to themselves, well, we can sit back and we can let the commies finish their takeover and then turn their hungry eyes towards us, or we can go after them. We can aggressively attack preemptively. And that might make you uncomfortable, doesn't it? It, a, A lot of this is from our Western sensibility, a lot of which is wrong. I, I, would, I would never hit somebody unless I was hit first. Well, that's stupid. You know how you win a fight? You hit first and you hit hard. Oh, I've seen, I've seen the old Western black and white movies. I, I grew up watching The Rifleman. And he would, never, he would never shoot at somebody unless somebody shot at him first. Ah, that's a good way to get killed. You're better off shooting first. Poland decides they're going to be aggressive. They're led, like I said earlier, by a man, Joseph Pilsudski. If I'm saying that name wrong and you're a Pole, feel free to email me. I'm not going to say sorry, but I'm sure I screwed it up. (laughs) Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And he is a man with a history. His history was his family was fine. But they were oppressed by the czar, oppressed by the Russians. And when I say oppressed, I mean at one point in time, Joseph Pilsudski was arrested for a plot to murder the czar, only he wasn't in on the plot. His brother was. He wasn't. But when you're the czar, you make all the rules. He arrests Joseph. And sends him to Siberia for exile for five years. He has to spend one night in 40 degrees below zero outside. It almost killed him. That kind of weather affected his health for the rest of his life. He's beaten till his teeth fall out. This is a human being who hated Russia. Hatred. His family hated the Russian Orthodox Church. Real hatred. So, he decides, it's 1920. Lenin and the commies are busy fighting the White Army. That was another faction in Russia during the revolution. He decides, it's on, baby. You know what, Russia? I don't like this territory you've taken from us. I'm going to take some back. 
and he starts invading. Pilsudski starts invading these areas that had been taken from the Poles over the years by the Germans, by the Austria-Hungarians, by the Russians. He's storming into Ukraine, Lithuania, parts of them, and saying, oh, guess what? This is ours again now. Sorry. It's awesome. He just decides he's, he's done with it. Lenin, even though he's in the middle of this fight with the White Army, starts to get extremely concerned about Polish aggression and tells his military leader, a man you may have heard of by the name of Trotsky, points to Trotsky and says, uh, okay, it's time to put a stop to this. Th- these Poles are apparently getting way, way, way out of control. It's time to put a stop to it. He is warned time and again, Lenin is, by the people around him, buddy, We do not have the resources right now to go fighting the Poles until we finish fighting the rest of the Russians. We are not in complete control yet. It is time to slow your roll. But Lenin was the communist communist. And what have I taught you time and again about leftists, whether it be Lenin or your American history professor? What have I taught you about communists? They never, ever look at something and say to themselves, let's not go there. Why do you think they've taken over the Boy Scouts? Why do you think they took over the churches, the military? Because you and I sat back and thought, well, those are, uh, you know, sacred institutions. And I mean, they don't, they don't have any reason to go there, right? I mean, they're... They see a reason to go everywhere. They've taken over math in places like Seattle. I'm not making that up. Math now has cultural Marxism built into it. Right now, United States of America. Lenin doesn't get told, oh, Lisa, leave Mr. Pilsudski alone. And says to himself, ah, yeah, you're right, that's too much. Lenin wants it all. Orders Trotsky to prepare for war. Well, Trotsky does. And sorry for the Poles, at this point in time, the, the, the commies do get a leg up on the white army and they're starting to really realize, oh, wow, we're about to win this whole thing. So the red army is now looking a lot stronger than it just was a day before. And they mobilize and they start marching on the Poles and they start slapping the Poles around in the territories the Poles have taken from Russia, and they're winning. And they're running the Poles out of all their acquired territory. And now things are looking really, really, really bad. Lenin, once again, he's taken all the territory he just lost, and what does he say to himself? What does Lenin say? You need to understand how a leftist thinks. Does Lenin say to himself, oh, okay, Well, I'm glad we solved that problem. Let's go back to beating the white army. No, no, no. That's not how they think. Lenin looks around and says, well, why don't we just go take Warsaw too? What's stopping me from taking the rest of it? Leftists only see what they haven't taken over yet. And they head towards Warsaw. 
And now the polls are in a much worse position than they were before they started this whole thing. They start looking around for help, and they definitely find a sympathetic ear in Britain and France who are gravely concerned about communism. And the Poland says, uh, guys, you want to help here? And Britain and France do. They start sending arms. They start sending military advisors to the Poles. The Poles are conscripting men into the army. And now... It looks like we're about to have a bit of a dust-up here. I'm going to wrap up that dust-up. We'll talk about our lesson from it. And we're going to talk about a scary truth about ourselves when it comes to China and COVID. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I really cannot believe this story about the toupee. We're going to get to uh, You know what? I'm, gonna tr- I'm so excited to get to it. I may address this before I address any of the serious stories on the day. I might, Chris. <laughs> I might. I I might have to. I Look. Here's the truth. You know I'm anti-toupee. If you're wearing one right now, you need to hear this. And it's not that it's not that I don't want to keep my hair and understand something. I'm losing it. It's it's receding, it's retreating back towards my ears like an Italian army. I, I'm pretty sure it's thinning too on top. It's going. Look, Chris, I don't Jewish producer Chris is over there giving me these sad faces. Because Chris is Jewish, so he's going to have a head of hair until he's 5,000 years old. Oh, no, your family's bald? Is your family bald? Yes, I'm so glad your family balds, too. Chris has the thickest mane you've ever seen in your lifetime. But I'm so happy he's one of the ones that are going to bald because he's going to join me at some point. So I'm telling you this. I'm somebody who's going to be bald at some point. I would guess 45, 50, maybe not, maybe not completely. Am I going to shave? Chris wants to know if I'm going to shave it off. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the same route my old man went. I'm, I'm not going to do that, like, shiny straight razor thing. Although, I mean, that's fine. I have nothing against it. 
I don't know that I have the head shape for that. I think I have a little bump. Chris is giving me a look. You have a, you have to have a certain head shape to have that, Chris. You, I, I think I have a little bump in the middle that would look. Look, I don't want to look like a Klingon. So I think what I'll do is I'll shave it way down. But anyway, what I'm saying is I'm here with you. I understand what you're going through. It's just not something that's ever bothered me a lot. I just knew it was something that was coming. I can't do anything about it. I got gray all through my beard now. Look, get married. You're going to go gray. (laughs) Have some kids. You're going to go gray. And I'm not worried about that either. Chicks dig it. My wife loves the gray. So it's fine. But hear me if you're a toupee guy. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everyone can see it. Everyone can see the toupee. Everyone can see the hair plugs. And look, this is going to be a bitter pill to swallow. Everybody can see the hair dye, too. I know you think you blended it right. You didn't. Everybody knows. My advice to you is just let it go. Just let it go. It's it's okay. But you know what? I'm not going off on that right now, Chris. I'm not going off. We have to finish our story about the Battle of Warsaw. Just a quick recap on where we are. The Poles decided Russia was down and weak post-World War I. They were going to expand, get some of their territory back. They did expand. They got their territory back. And then the Red Army got its feet underneath them and promptly took back all the Polish territory and then looked at Warsaw and saw, well, let's just keep going and take Warsaw. And they decided to storm in. Poland gets some help from France and Britain. Now we have a serious problem on our hands if you are the Poles. You are greatly, greatly outnumbered. The Red Army has been storming through your armies. And they're now outside of Warsaw. But the Soviets made a critical, critical error. Actually, two critical errors. One. What gets you in trouble all the time? What's that thing we read about in the good book that goeth before the fall? Pride. You're the Soviets. You have just stomped on a few Polish armies. You know you outnumber them. They looked around and thought to themselves, I mean, how much do we really have to guard our flank? It's just the Poles, right? And they thought so much less of the Poles. And we need to take a brief moment and talk about ethnicity and race and things like that. Remember, people are prejudiced. All people are prejudiced. You are, I am, Jewish producer Chris is, the guy across the street is, the white guy, black guy, Asian guy, they're all prejudiced. You know how I know this? Because I read history books, and prejudice is built into our nature. It's one of those things we should all fight against, obviously, but we all struggle with it in some way, shape, or form, and it doesn't have to be skin color. You know what I mean? You might hate short people, tall people, fat people, skinny people. You might hate people from Jamaica, people from Montana, people from New York. You you don't know. 
You have something, though. You have an inherent thing based on experience or how you were raised where you see somebody or find out something about somebody and it automatically, automatically causes you to think a little less of them. Myself? Here's here's a dead giveaway for me. No, it's actually not Italians. I just like making the Italian jokes because they make me laugh. But look, I have a prejudice. I I have some new neighbors I've recently moved. Now, not right next door, but down the street from me. Finally saw some of my new neighbors, and I'm not super friendly neighbor guy. Hi, guys. Can I bring you some cookies? I want to be best friends. I really want to be left alone, but I always want to be friendly with my neighbors because it just makes your life easier. Hey, man, your trash was left out. Wind blew it over. I brought it up for you. That, that kind of basic convenience stuff. Neighbors across the street. I've never talked to these people in my life. They could be the sweetest, kindest, funniest funnest, best people on the face of the planet, drove by them to clearly relatives. I mean, clearly relatives. I'm not going to go into why, but they were relatives standing outside, talking to each other out in front of the home, both of them wearing face masks. And I drove by these people, and I immediately, internally, because I was by myself, rolled my eyes like, oh, gosh, give me a freaking break. Now, that's not me being anti-face mask, although I am. You wear one if you're comfortable, wear one if you believe it. If you don't believe it, I'm not, I'm not that guy. But if you're outside with somebody you just – oh, I forgot to mention they just walked out of the same home together. You just spent your time in your home. You're outside. It, come on, man. But that's a prejudice, right? What I just did to those people, I judged those people. I've never talked to them before. And what if I'm completely wrong? What if what if what if all the face mask stuff is right? What if one of those guys is uh, dying from lung cancer or something like that? He's uniquely in, in, in danger. I I could be completely wrong there. But I have my own prejudices too. So do you. The Russians thought less of the Poles. They thought they were weak. They thought they were stupid. The Germans thought less of the Poles. This just was. So they leave their flank open. And you remember how I said they made two mistakes? One was pride. Two was Russia really did not fully grasp how much Poles loved being Poles, how nationalistic they were, how proud they were of their country, and how adamant they were that they would not be a communist nation. They really found that out with the Polish underground in World War II. But the Poles, with a bunch of new recruits, a bunch of fresh guys, they found out about that weak flank. And they stormed through that weak flank like a blowtorch through butter. And when that flank ran... Another problem got exposed with the Soviets, with communism. And this is a problem you and I can expose now, and we should. I'll explain what that is in just a sec. Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. 
Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. <laughs> we are so screwed. <laughs> I'm, look, we're going to talk about that clip a little later on. That was actually read in front of the U.S. Congress. This, this is where we are now. Remember, remember. It's hard for you and I to put ourselves in this mentality, even if you're more of an aggressive person. Leftists don't look at anything, nothing, and say to themselves, let's leave that alone. Nothing. You can't even have a man now. It has to become a man and a woman. It would never even occur to you or me that that would be something that needs protected. Everything must be protected. They're coming for all of it, period. The Poles storm through the Soviet left flank. Just a quick heads up. We're about done here. The Poles storm through the Soviet flank. The Soviets begin as soon as the commies begin to lose ground the commanders begin to squabble amongst themselves. Remember, there are a lot of things about communism, leftism, whatever you want to call it, that give them huge advantages. The commitment to the cause, the always-on offense aggressiveness, the unity, these things are advantages for them. But like anything else, they have disadvantages. A big disadvantage of the commies then outside of Warsaw and the commies right now surrounding you and your culture is this. The second you start to take ground back from them, they're so full of hate and bitterness because that's what it takes to be a communist. They will begin sniping at each other, blaming each other because there is no individual nature to it. There's no individual accountability to it. There's finger pointing. There's misery. The Soviets could have easily withstood the attack on their flank if they didn't instantly start infighting and then everybody turns around and starts routing. 
It gets so bad, the Poles are now curb-stomping the Soviets who have 100,000 dead. The Poles aren't stopping either. They're storming through them. Eventually, the Soviets are forced to sign the Treaty of Riga, or Riga, depending on where you went to uh, college, or IGA giving Poland all the territory they had originally taken over. How do you stop communism? Well, here's the bitter truth of it. And it is a bitter truth because of what this means for you, specifically, what this means for me in the future. You see, you and I are now completely surrounded culturally in the United States of America. We are. That is not, uh, that is not a, oh, it's over kind of thing. I don't do that. It's just accept where we are. Until we accept where we are, we can never address how to solve the problem. If we can't acknowledge the problem, we can't address how to solve it. Because the commies took over America's education system, we now have generations of people who hate this country, They are the people in positions of power all over society. They're full, full in your bureaucracy, media, your FBI, your military now. We're going to have somebody on tomorrow to talk specifically about how they're in the military now. You're surrounded culturally. They have it all. I I left my own church. They, They have it. You're surrounded culturally, so admit that. And here's the truth. You're not going to be able to mind your own business way out of this whole thing. That's why you and I believe what we believe. There's just an individual nature to it. You do you. I'll do me. I'll mind my own business. A real laissez-faire way to look at an economy, a country, how you govern. You can't. You're going to have to set aside Part of who you are going forward. Freedom and communism cannot coexist side by side. Communism will eat it alive. You do not get to live in a free United States of America until you have defeated and destroyed the left. You do not. It cannot possibly exist. There is no middle ground they will accept. They only see things they haven't taken over yet. You must completely remove that ideology from the United States of America. And you can't mind your own business your way out of it. How do you stop communism? You attack. You are going to have to start playing offense. They are never, ever, ever getting to the point where they say that's enough, we don't need any more. They will stop when you stop them, and not a second before. All right, we're going to talk about these homes getting vandalized. Hang on a sec. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. 
Or you, your best man. Your worst man. You, your dog walker. Your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. That's a bitter pill to swallow, isn't it? I hate it as much as you hate it. I do. I want to be left alone. I want you to be left alone. I want you to live your life as you want. I don't want to. You know what I don't want to do? I don't want to go down to the local school board meeting. I don't want to run for office ever again. I've done that before. That sucked. I don't want to join the peaceful protest. I want to stay home, hang out with my kids. Go for a swim. I don't want to do these things. I want to go live my life. We can't do that and expect to succeed. We have got to start having a more aggressive mentality now. That's the bad news. The good news is, once we notch a few wins, they'll start eating themselves. They will. All right, we're going to do Medal of Honor Monday here in a sec. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What? Look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. 
Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com code JESSE. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because... It can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.